0: Glory be to God. God has
1: been so good to each and every one of us. God has done what the world cannot do. This peace that we feel inside only comes from God. The world, you can be in the world and you could have what we call fun at that day, but there's always consequences. But when you have joy in the Lord, there is no consequences. It's just pure joy, pure happiness. When God makes you happy, you are happy indeed. We're going to talk a little bit today, just a little bit of how much God loves us. You know, a lot of us have children, and we tell them to do this and tell them to do that, and you can't do this and you can't do that, and you can't go here and you can't go there, and We have a lot of rules and it's not because we hate our children, it's because we want to protect our children and we want them to have a a, a better life and we want to see them do good in life. And when we see a child that has potential but they're not using it, it bothers us. And we want to push that child to use everything that they got. Well, God is the same way with us. He didn't die for no reason. He died because we have potential. We we have something that we can be doing. And he knows that sometimes we're not giving our best, but he doesn't only tell us what we can and can't do. He also wants to remind us how much he loves us. Sometimes we just get our children and we just say, I love you. Just, I love you. You don't have to do nothing. You don't have to say anything. I just want you to know I love you. You know, and Jesus wants us to know that he loves us way more than we could even love our own children. And today he wanted me to remind us that he loves us way more than we could possibly imagine. We're gonna be reading out of Jeremiah, the first chapter in the fifth verse. I'll be reading that. Then we're going to Revelations 19, nine through 10 jeremiah 29 11 through 14 john fifteen thirteen through 16 and first corinthians 6 19 through 20. let us rise Thank you, Heavenly Father, for another day. Thank you, my God, for gathering us together one more time. Thank you, my Father, for having mercy and compassion on us. Your mercies are new every morning, and great is thy faithfulness, O God. My Father, let this word fall upon good ground, and let us bring forth a hundredfold. In Jesus' name, we pray. Lord, don't let me say anything that I'm not supposed to say, but Lord, bless me to speak spiritual to everyone that is in this room. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. You may be seated. In the book of Jeremiah, the first chapter and the fifth verse, it reads, Before I formed thee in the valley, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Now, some people may take this scripture and say that he was talking to Jeremiah. He was talking to a prophet. Well, that is true. But the word of God says in another scripture that we will get to, if you have the testimony of Jesus Christ, you have the spirit of prophecy. So when God was talking to Jeremiah, Jeremiah, he was also talking to everyone that would receive the testimony of Jesus Christ that they would have the spirit of prophecy to be able to go and share the good news of Jesus Christ to the whole world. It wasn't just to one person. He said in another scripture, what I say unto you, I say it unto all. Jesus never just only talked to one person because the power of God cannot be contained in one person, it is throughout the whole body of Christ. There is no such thing as one person is more important than the next person. It is, we have different roles probably in the church, but our importance in the sight of God is all the same. It doesn't matter where you came from, Jesus loves you. It doesn't matter what you did, Jesus loves you. The only thing that matters is where you're going from today. He said, once you repent and you turn away from your sins, he said, I will cast them into the sea and I won't remember them no more. So it doesn't matter how bad a person may have been. Once they stop doing that and they turn to God, they are loved, forgiven, and nothing is even remembered of their bad past. The devil can try to remind you daily, remember you did this, remember you said that, remember this, remember that, but you can look at him in the face and say, if God doesn't remember, I don't have to. Because once God forgives you, he doesn't remember what you did. And if God doesn't remember what you did, you don't need to think about it. So when the devil rubs it in your face, you can say, I have someone that loves me, someone that forgave me, and that was the old me. But today I am forgiven, and God loves me, and doesn't even remember what you're trying to accuse me of. The past is the past. And God wants to move forward. He wants us to remember the past if our past taught us a lesson. But he doesn't want us to dwell in the past of our pain and our suffering. He wants us to move forward. He said, I would you be in health and prosper even as your soul prospers. He doesn't want us to stay guilty. He doesn't want us to stay burning down with shame and guilt and, and all of that. He wants us to move forward. He wants to remind us today that I love you all. I gave my only begotten son for you. There's nothing in this world that we could do that God cannot love. See, we can make mistakes, and he doesn't like sin. He don't. But that doesn't mean he stopped loving us. That doesn't mean that when we say, Lord, I made a mistake, and we turn back to God, that he's going to say, no, you messed up, and there's no coming back. He don't do that. The God that we serve is a God of love and compassion. He's a God of forgiveness. He's a God of second chances, third chances, fourth chances, and in my case, innumerable amount of chances. He's a God that loves us. He's a God that cares. He says, before you were born, I already knew you. Before we were even thought of in this world, he already had a plan. Before we were born, he already had set us apart. These are my children. They are a peculiar people. I will be able to bless them, keep them, and I have a path for them. He already had our whole lives planned out. Before we were even born, we have taken some very different streets. We have taken some roads that God did not plan for us. But that doesn't mean that he forgot that does not mean that God forgot about anybody all it means is that he will lead you right back to the plan that he had for you in the first place because he said I'm not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance. The plan that he had before we were born is the same plan that he has today. He just wants us to get on board with it. And once we get on board with it, we will see that all that struggling, all the pain, all the suffering, all the tears, all the agony that we went through was pointless. All we got to do is be on the path that God has chose before we were even born. He loves us that much. It makes me so excited because the devil was up there with God. He was one of the chief cherubs. He was one of the top angels. He was next to God. But the Bible said that iniquity was found in him. And when that iniquity was found in him, he got kicked out of a place that he was trying to be and to become king of. But let me tell you something, how many times has God looked down on us and iniquity was found in us, but because of the love of God, he said that iniquity won't separate you if you just get rid of it. I will still receive you unto myself. See, the devil didn't have a second chance. Once iniquity was found in him, he was kicked out. And there is no place found for him again. But when iniquity is found in us, we have another chance because God loved us that much that when he saw that the world was corrupt, he said that it was all corrupt. Even our imaginations were corrupt and he flooded the entire world. But as soon as one of his little people made a sacrifice, it repented him of everything that he did. And he made us a promise, I will never do that again because they are evil, but he's always looking for that little good that is in there. We're his creation. He loves us very, very much. We're going to Revelations 19, 9 through 10.
0: And he saith unto me, Write, Blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he saith unto me, These are the true sayings of God. And I fell at his feet to worship him. Then he said unto me, See thou, do it not. I am thy fellow servant and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So we all
1: have the testimony of Jesus, which means we all have the spirit of prophecy. We all were blessed and honored by God that much. To receive the spirit of prophecy, whether we use it or not, that is up to us. But God loved us enough to give it to us. He loved us enough that no matter, despite our mistakes, he knew the mistakes we were going to make before we were born. He knew every path we were going to choose before we were born. But he loved us that much to still make it possible that if by chance we repent, we got a whole life planned ahead of us. He already knew. But he loved us that much that he said, you know what, I'm going to send my son because they cannot make it on their own. They can't. It is impossible. It was tried before and only eight people were saved out of the entire world. Only eight people made it. And one of those people didn't have a good heart. And the only reason he was saved is because of his parents, because of his dad. Because later on that same day, when his dad got drunk, you know what the Bible says he did. So his heart wasn't even right anyway. But because of his dad, he was able to make it through the flood, but later on got cursed because his heart wasn't right in the first place. We have been here this far because some of us had parents that didn't stop praying. Some of us had a family of member or somebody, a pastor, a bishop, or somebody that would not stop praying for us. We are here today because somebody prayed. And I know those people in my life were my parents that prayed. I wouldn't be here probably today if they had not lifted me up before the Lord continually. Now it's our turn to pray for the world and the people of the world that God would have the same kind of mercy and compassion and that one day he will open their eyes and they can see that the life that they're living is not what God had planned for them. The life of the world, it only leads to destruction. But the life that God has planned for us is life everlasting. It is a life of peace and joy. The world can't give us that. It's a moment of fun for a night or for a day or maybe even a week. Pushing it for a month. But after that, it's, it's sorrow. It's pain. It's misery. But Jesus, his joy is unstoppable. We're going to Jeremiah 29 11 through 14. For I know the thoughts that I have toward thee, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Then shall ye call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And ye shall seek me and find me, when ye shall search for me with all your heart. And I will be found of you, saith the Lord, and I will turn away your captivity, and I will gather you from all the nations, and from all the places whither I have driven you, saith the Lord, and I will bring you again into the place whence I caused you to be carried away captive. See, God doesn't think bad about us. He doesn't have any evil thoughts towards us, no matter how bad we were whatever we possibly did. He doesn't have bad thoughts. He said, I know the thoughts that I have towards you. He only has good thoughts for us. He only thinks nothing but good to give us an expected end, to give us the promised land, which is the new Jerusalem, to let us spend an eternity with him in joy and peace and praise in the Holy Ghost. He has those kind of plans for us. Those are the only thoughts I believe in another scripture that says that the thoughts he has are more than the sand that is by the sea. He has so many good thoughts for us. We have children, we have loved ones, we have friends, and we have thoughts about them, and we want to see them do good, but our thoughts cannot be compared to the thoughts that God has for his children. He has so many good plans for us. He's just sitting up there on his throne and still having respect unto a really spoiled people. We want things today. We don't want to wait till tomorrow. If you don't answer me today, God, then I'm going to throw a fit because you must not be there. If you don't bless me today, then I don't want to go to church because I didn't get the blessing that I was looking for. If you don't answer my prayer before I'm finished praying, then you must not be listening. That is the way we treat God. That is the way we treat God. We shouldn't treat God that way. We should give him time because we know that every thought that he has towards us is nothing but good. So when we pray, he said, if you seek me with all you have, you will find me. And then when you pray, I will hearken unto you. How much more could we ask than the holy God, the God of all creation, to hearken unto us? Hearken means to pay attention to listen, to care about what we think we like. He's king of kings. And we'll sit there and listen. What do you want? What makes you happy? I got you. The almighty God hearkens unto our cry when we seek him more than we can ever give our own children. We listen to them, but sometimes we can be a little busy. Hold on, I'll get to you And because we are just one person, but not with God. You are so important. The Bible says in several scriptures that Jesus would stop whatever he was doing to listen to the cry of some people. Because he loves us that much, it doesn't matter what you're doing or what he's doing. If he hears his children cry out, he stops whatever he's doing to make sure that we are okay, to make sure that we have everything that we need. You think he likes to see us cry in hurt and pain? No, he don't. He said, I want you to be happy that your joy may be full. He wants us excited. He loves us so much. He wants to remind us, I do have good thoughts for you. You might have to wait a little while. But I got a plan for you. You might have to sit still for a couple of days, but I got a plan for you. You might have to leave a couple of things behind, but the things that I will give you in return are not to be compared to what you had to leave behind. He told his disciples they asked him one day, they said, lord, what what are we going to have? We left everything. We left our houses, our families, our jobs. Everything that we had, we left to follow you. And he said, whoever gives up everything to follow me will receive a hundredfold in this life and then eternal life after that. How come we cannot just say, Lord, I trust you. Here's my life. You do with it whatever you see fit to do with it because his plans are way better than ours. I'm 43 years old and my plans have not been that successful. I've had several plans, and I'll tell you, none of them came through. Not the way it went in my head. They came through all right, but it sure wasn't what I had expected. But when God's plan goes through, it's beyond your expectation. It's beyond what you could ever think or dream of when you just let him do what he's doing. Sometimes you're not going to get what you asked for tomorrow or today or even a week from now. But that doesn't mean God didn't listen. That doesn't mean that God didn't already write it down and say, this is what they want. That doesn't mean that he has not already answered and said, you can have it, but just not today. He already knows what we want. And he said, after you seek me with all of your heart, whenever you ask the father in my name, he will give it to you. He made us those promises because he loves us and he cares about us that much that whatsoever we ask, he does it when we're in his will, when we just let him take control of our life. We're going to John 15, 13 through 16. Ye are my friends, if ye do whatsoever I command you. Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth, but I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard of my Father I have made known unto you. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and ordained you, that ye should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you see back today it's not the same as it was back then back then even when i was growing up you didn't just call somebody your friend you go to the store and you meet somebody or you go to the playground and you find, you meet a little friend and you play basketball or whatever game you're going to play and then you go home and say that's my friend that wasn't your friend that was just somebody you played a game with. But after you got to know that person and they earned your respect and you earned their respect, then you guys classified each other as friends. But for now, nowadays, you meet somebody in the store, yeah, my best friend. You don't know nothing about that person. You probably don't even know what their favorite story is. And there's only three in town. And you probably still don't know because you don't know nothing about that person. But yet you say, this is my best friend. And the new word is besties. These are, we are besties. And you don't know nothing about each other. But with Jesus, he doesn't do that to just somebody. He has to get to know you first. And when you get to know him, then he says, now I have called you my friend because I've told you everything that's going on. I haven't hid nothing from you. That's how much he cares about us. Then he said, you know what? I'm going to write to you. I'm going to tell you everything you need to know. I'm going to tell you the good. I'm going to tell you the bad. I'm going to tell you the rebukes. I'm going to tell you the do's and the don'ts. But I'm also going to tell you everything that I have prepared for you as much as you can understand. And then I'm going to call you my friend. Because what happens at the end of the day when you stand before God and he says, I never knew you. You're not my friend. You're not my best friend. I don't know you. That's not what he wants. He wants to get to know us. He wants to know who we are. He told his disciples, I don't even call you my servant. I call you my friend. That's how much Jesus loves us, to call us his friends. He tells us everything. He doesn't hide nothing from us. He said, if you want wisdom, just ask me and I'll give it to you. I'll give you anything that you want because I love you that much. We're going to 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20 what know ye
0: not that your body is the temple of the holy ghost which is in you which ye have of god and you are not your own For ye are bought with a price therefore glorify god in your body and in your spirit in your spirit which are gods
1: you know he loved us so much he knew what we were going to do with this body of ours but he still loved us so much that so he made it possible and he sent his only begotten son jesus christ to die on the cross To make it possible that this body can be the the temple of the living God. He cares about us that much, and now we are the temple of the living God. We are where God wants to live. We are where God wants to abide with. He said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man will open unto me, I will come in and sup with him. I will eat with you. I want to be a part of you. I want to know you, and I want you to get to know me. I want to have that same kind of conversation. I want to have that relationship that we don't hide nothing from each other. We can talk to each other about anything. That's the kind of God that we serve. A God that wants to get to know us. A God that wants to show us how much he loves us. If you read the Song of Solomon, that book will let you know that Jesus really does love us more than we can imagine. He says that sometimes, he says in the Song of Solomon, That our eyes just make him just almost weak. Could you imagine you go boldly before the throne of grace and you just say, Jesus, and he's like anything for you. He loves us that much. You just call him and he's ready to answer. He said, I will kill a whole nation for one man. That's a lot of love. That is a lot of love. He said, I will kill a whole nation for one man. He loves us that much. He don't want nothing to hurt us. Paul said in another scripture, I would, that I could make everything, everybody stop that was hurting you. And I'm paraphrasing, but that's not going to happen because offenses need to happen. But that doesn't mean God doesn't care. Just because you're going through something doesn't mean God don't care. Just because life might be a little hard sometimes doesn't mean that God doesn't care. He's watching and all he's waiting for is for us to say, you know what, God, things didn't work out the way I planned. But if I just give you my life and let you take full control over it and I just trust you with everything, I'm not going to try to drive no more. You can drive. You are the leader. You are the king. We can watch and sit back and watch our lives unfold and nothing negative will happen. Not to our hurt because though it might seem hard, it's for our good. Though we might have to fight sometimes, it's for our own good. And everything that God lets happen to us is for our own good. Nothing is sorrowful. He said the blessings of God are without sorrow. There's no sorrow added to it. So no matter what it looks like, if you just hold on and trust in Jesus, there will be no sorrow added. You will come out victorious. You will come out so excited because you let God take control of your life. Too many times we go through a little trouble and we try to take care of it on our own. And it never works. But when you go through something, just let God take care of it. And it will always work. Jesus wants us to know he loves us. He loves us more than we could possibly imagine. He loves us enough that he died for us. He loved us enough that he is just... Words can't even ex- express how much God loves us. I'd be sitting down and i think, you know what? I had so many allergies when I was little. I didn't do anything to God. Another scripture says, he didn't, you didn't choose me. I chose you. I wasn't a good child. I was too little to know right from wrong. I didn't do something so miraculous that God was just in awe. But because of his compassion, he healed me on his own. When I didn't even know who he was, he healed me on his own. He has brought us year by year because He loves us, not because we were the best children that He ever had. Because I definitely wasn't one of those. But because of His love, we are here today. And if we remember how much God loves us, we will be able to face every day with a little different of an attitude, knowing that we have a Father up above looking down with tender love, watching over us, making sure we're okay, Waiting for us to just call him. He said the eyes of the Lord run to and fro seeking who he can show himself strong in the behalf of. He wants to help, but he's not a God that's just going to get in anyway. He's a God that's going to wait till you ask. And when you ask, he will be right there. He's not going to pull us out of the pit. He's not going to take us out of the fire. He's going to wait till we ask, Lord, will you take me out of this situation? And he won't waste no time. He'll take you out. He'll change anything you need to be changed in your life. We just gotta let him and trust him and give it to him. And when he brings us out, don't go back in. Cause you know, the second time is always worse. And the third time is always worse. Every time you go back, it's further and further. I used to drink and smoke. And then I was like, you know what? I don't want to do this no more. And I, I quit. And then I went back and then I quit. And then I went back and then I quit. And then I went back and then I couldn't quit. And then I was stuck. I was so stuck till I would be coughing Sick and still trying to smoke. It was like somebody was forcing me to smoke, and I didn't even want the cigarette. I'd be throwing up, holding my can, throwing up, and I hate to throw up and still trying to drink. And i was like, I hate beer, and I'd still drink it. Like something was just making me. I could not quit because every time you go backwards, you go deeper and deeper and deeper. But one day when the Lord got a hold of me and he saw that I was really fighting trying to quit and he woke me up in the middle of the night and he said, you know what? I'm going to give you another chance. I'm going to stop you from smoking. I'm going to stop you from drinking and you better not go back. That was May the 20th of 2020. I got out of my bed and I looked at my cigarettes and I looked at my beer and I said, you won't get me again. I dumped it out I crushed up those cigarettes. And from that day to this, God has never let me do that. Yes, the devil has tempted me, especially even after I built my porch. Man, you could sit back, you could have a nice cold drink. Just watch, I'm not doing all that, man. No. <laughs> that was that life. That's not this life. You know, because he, he, he will never stop trying to get you. There's no such thing as I'm going to serve the Lord and the devil has to leave me alone. That is a mistake if you think that way. If you serve the Lord, you can guarantee he will fight you every day as much as he can. He's not going to leave you alone because he don't want you to go with God. He don't want the plans that God has for us. So it's not no peaches and cream serving God. It's a battle. I'm not going to stand up here and lie to you and say, serve God and everything's going to be okay. No, I'm going to tell you, you turn to God, everything will be okay. But you will fight all the way until God calls you home just about it. Just don't give up. Because he said, I'm not going to suffer no more to come upon you than you're able to bear. I'm not going to let the devil destroy you. So it's not peaches and cream serving the Lord, but I'll tell you, the joy, you can't put anything past it. The peace, you can't put anything past it. Because no matter what I struggle with now, I got such a peace on the inside, I don't even even worry about it. I don't even care. I talked to a guy the other day. He owed me money. He didn't want to pay. I said, look, I'm not going to argue with you about money. If you don't want to pay, don't. I'm not even worried about it. And I guess my not caring so much made him think, well, I should probably pay this guy (laughs) because he just don't care. I don't know what got into him, but immediately, like within minutes, he paid. But he was first trying not to, I said, you don't have to pay if you don't want to. I'm not worried about it. Why? Because I know if I said, Jesus, I'm hungry, and some, somewhere, somehow, I'm going to get fed. If I say, Jesus, I need to pay my rent, I don't know how, but somehow, he's going to make a way for it to get done. If he could feed three people with a handful of meal and a little bit of oil for many days, he can feed me. If he can take that lady's one cruise of oil and multiply it enough to fill all the vessels she bought and then got her the clients to sell the, buy the oil and then knew it was gonna be enough to pay the debt and live out of the rest, he could take care of me. If he can say, go to the sea and cast a hook and bring up the fish and it will be carrying money for you and you go pay our debts, he could take care of me today. If he could command the ravens to go feed somebody bread and flesh twice a day, he could take care of me. We don't have nothing to worry about when our plans are in the hands of God. When we let him take care of our lives, we don't have nothing to worry about. Says Jesus wants you to know he loves you, he cares. He knows what you're going through. He sees every tear you cry. He sees all the pain that you're going through. And he knows every temptation the devil throws at you he knows how hard life is but he also knows that you do have a choice to go to him and let him take care of it because if we try to take care of it on our own it has never worked it will never work but with him everything works good and may the grace of our lord jesus christ be with you all the altar is open if anyone
0: needs prayer just come up
1: Everything that you have done for us. Thank you, my God, for always reminding us that you care about us. Thank you for always reminding us that you love us more than we can possibly imagine, my God. Thank you, my Father, because your love and your compassions are new every morning. Lord, I thank you and I praise you for what you've done. I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you for what you're going to do. Through faith in Jesus, I thank you. My Father, remember Adam in the name of Jesus. My Father, bless him to walk according to your will. To your plans, every plan that you have for him, my God. Bless him to walk through every door that you have opened for him. Lord, close the doors to his past, my father, and let him move on. Let him go on day by day, that he will grow stronger and stronger in you. That every step he takes will be ordered by you. That you will watch over him, that you will take him by the hand, and that you will and guide him, that he will be a light to this world and salt to this earth, that you will pour out your spirit upon him, that he will be able to prophesy to all that you put in his life, my God, in the wonderful name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you and I praise you, my God. My Father, remember Mikey, oh Lord God. My Father, you know just what you're doing know just how to do it. You know, my God, the pain that she goes through, the tears that she cries, the struggle that she's in. My God, but only you can lift up a standard for her, my God. My Father, watch over her He'll give her protection from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet. My Father, when the devil comes in like a flood, lift up a standard for her. it The faith, and she will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. In the name of Jesus, my father, remember Ezekiel, Lord God. My father raised his child up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. My father, be to him all that he be. young man up to be a mighty man of valor to be a strong man a prophet of the most high God my God, remember all the children, oh yes. Lord God. Bless yes. each and every one of these children, my God. Don't yes. let the devil have his way of their lives. Yes. Don't let yes. the world look so yes. appealing Jesus. until it captures their attention. But my God, bless them to know that you love them. Yes. Bless them to know that you care about them. You said that their angels are all behold in your face. My father, when you see them sad, put a smile on their face. When you see them hurting, take away the pain, my God. Lord, remember the parents. My God, all of us parents. Lord, let us teach our children the right way. Let us bring them up in the nurture, and definition of the Lord. Let us be a father like God. Let us be a Mother, oh Lord, the way you want us to be, let us train these children in the name of Jesus that they will know that there he is a God in Israel. My Father, remember all those who showed up today, my God. My God, put a hand to protect around us my God and watch over us and keep us and lead us and guide us to the path of righteousness for your name's sake not for our goodness but for thy great name's sake remember all those that could have been here but chose not to my father talk to them oh Lord God have mercy upon them and bring them into your house my God remember all of our families remember all of our unsaved loved ones. Remember all in the name of Jesus. Remember your saints everywhere, in every church. My God bless us to hold on and to earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. Don't let the devil have his way in our lives bless us to trust you bless us to give everything to you yes. you said cast all, yes. all you of your cares pray. upon me for I care yes. for you Yes, yes Jesus. my father my God Yes, Lord. get every care yes, get every care of Isaac oh Lord yes, God every care of Adam every care of Bobby in the name of Jesus my father every care of Mikey every care of Ezekiel he yes. said, cast all of your cares yes. upon me, yes. for I care yes. for you. Yes, thank you, dear. Remember every care of Mary, my God. Lord, yes. oh, remember yes. every care of Alice. Yes. In the name of Jesus. Yes. Remember every care of Isaiah. Yes. Of Lily, my God of glory in the name of Jesus. My Father God in the name of Jesus remember all the cares of all of your saints my God. In the name of Jesus take these cares oh God my Father and let them be at the feet of Jesus. My God every care that we care about everything that is on our mind in the name of Jesus. And my Father, In the name of Jesus. And begin to sort through them. And Lord the things that are going to hurt us. Move it out of the way. The things that are going to help us. Help us to hold on to it. In the name of Jesus. Father, you said you would give us rest. You said take my yoke upon you and learn of me me. and I will give you rest. My Father, help us to rest from all of our pain that we are going through. Help us to rest from all the sin that we do. Help us to rest from every care that is keeping us up at night, my God. Help us to rest in you, in the name of Jesus. You are at the bottom of the ship and the winds became up and the winds began to blow and the waves began to beat upon the ship and Lord when the disciples thought that they were going to die you fast asleep in the bottom of the ship. And Lord, when you awoke, Lord, they went to you and they said, don't you care that we perish and you rebuked the wind and the sea. And there was a great calm. My God were asking that you will arise in the over all of your saints, my yes, God yes, All yes, the yes, ones that trust in you yes, And all yes, those that don't trust you Help us to believe yes, And yes, know yes, that you are real yes, In yes, the name of yes, Jesus so you. So you. My Jesus Father, calm the storms in our lives I'm not asking that you take us out of the fight But that you make us we're worthy to fight and to win My God, that every yes. problem we will walk all over that every storm you will take us through in the name of Jesus Lord you won't let it be too much for us Lord in the name of Jesus I ask that you would just say peace be still and let us rise and let us walk upright right before you in the mighty name of Jesus so I Lord, I thank you and I praise you, my God. Lord, look upon each and every one of us and bless us and keep us and strengthen us in the name of Jesus. Bless us to leave this place with your word in our hearts and let it grow that we will bring forth a hundredfold. In Jesus' name we pray and let the church say praise the Lord praise the Lord for his mercy mercy, endureth, endureth endureth forever forever
0: the word of God that you have heard and received with an open heart to live it out actively with all of your being will yield you a bountiful return thank you for listening to this message as I hope it has been a blessing to you Our goal is to show you the path of life and an opportunity of a lifetime. It is Christ's love and support that makes this opportunity possible. Please visit Guided Way Ministries online for more products, partnership, or to join. Visit us on Anchor to become a listener supporter. May God bless you, may He keep you, may He shine His face always upon you, and may He forever keep you.